Hello, my beautiful people. You are tuned into the Planter Podcast, where we focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose one conversation at a time. I'm your host, Damia Shodi, and I am so grateful that you have tuned in to the Planter Podcast. Hey, party people, it's your girl Damio Shodi with the Planter Podcast. Welcome back for another episode of the Planter. And I'm super excited that you decided to hang out with me for a little bit of time during your week. So, wherever you are listening, thanks so much for tuning in. All right, so on this episode, we are going to be talking about building intimacy with God in a, I would say, non-religious way, but a next level really on building intimacy with God. So this is for those who I would consider, who I would consider my planters. So those of you who are well in your walk with God, you've been walking with him already, but you're looking for a new, fresh way to build intimacy with him. And in a way where it's not gonna be as conventional as you think. So this is gonna be some big boy stuff. And this is some things that I'm actually currently walking out in my own walk as well. So I can definitely speak to this from my just my own experiences i feel like this may challenge you in a way that you're not familiar with so i'm actually not going to tell you to do more work and by work i mean i'm not going to tell you in this episode to read your bible more or spend more time in worship or have a quiet time i think you find a lot of those resources all over the internet and I even have a past episode where I share how to spend time with God or build intimacy and I recorded that like four years ago and the principles still stand the same. So this is not going to be based on spiritual practices but this is all based on heart work. So I'm going to be speaking more to the heart and encourage you to build more intimacy with God inwardly. So one way that you can build intimacy with God in and specifically with Jesus. So I'm speaking, you know, from a Christian perspective, one way that you can build intimacy with Christ is to share all of your emotions. So complete vulnerability. So I've been walking with him, but I would say this year it's been in a completely new way. And it hasn't always been easy for me, especially this year when it comes to vulnerability and emotions. I thought before I was vulnerable and I and I feel like I was, but there's just levels to this thing. okay? and being able to share emotions with the Lord, I realized that this is a key component to really having that intimacy. And for me, it's not always been easy for me to share emotions. I didn't learn as a child to validate feelings. So 
I always felt bad for having negative feelings. Even if I somebody did something or I felt in some way that things didn't work out in my favor, and I'm like, God, why did you do this? Why did you allow this? Why? Or somebody offended me, I would not validate those emotions or at least bring them to the attention of God or even the person because I would feel like, well, I shouldn't feel that way. Growing up, it's like when you're upset, I think it's something with Nigerian culture, we don't do well with like negative emotions. So even though people are like upset literally all the time, but it's just like, why are you crying? Why are you feeling this way? You should be happy. There's nothing wrong. Or when you tell your kids that, oh, there's nothing to cry about, but that child is having a serious emotional moment. They're upset about something. They're sad about something. They're frustrated. Even if what they're, you're telling them is right, that kid still is frustrated. So I didn't know how to validate my emotions. And what that caused me to do was to, since I wasn't expressing them because I felt I wasn't allowed to have them, I began to hold offenses towards those I love and then also towards God. So I've really been in the process of sharing those emotions with him and with those that are in my life. Like I've had to have a lot of tough conversations more recently with people because I didn't realize that I had so much hurt from things that have happened before. So I just needed to get it off my chest to really allow freedom into my own heart and to validate my emotions and be able to comfortably share them. So in me sharing my emotions, I at times happy, you know what I'm saying? But really when I'm like sad, frustrated, angry, just annoyed because I just be annoyed sometimes. I have my rant sessions with God and I be like, God, you know what? This is whack. It's wiggity whack. And that's my new favorite word. Like I love saying things are whack and wiggity whack, even though that was like from 20 years ago. I just, I just think it's great. My thought process is it's already in my heart. So why am I going to hide it? I literally think the position that I am in, I mean, not saying this right now, but like, for example, something makes me upset. I think this position is whack. Like God, like it's whack. Like, why did you like let this happen? Or I don't understand why this is going on. Or I'm confused. You know what I'm saying? I'm confuzzled. I don't get it. I'm going to need you to break it down for me because I don't understand. And it's making me upset. When this person did this, it makes me upset. When I feel this way, I don't know and I'm annoyed or I'm this or I'm that. And I have a friend who I think she just gives me the most confidence to do this. She has such a high emotional intelligence, in my opinion. She's the type of person that is very honest with her emotions. She is also raised in, uh, she's also raised partly in an African home too. But for some reason, she's just very bold in the way that she wants to express herself. She's honest with people and she's honest with God, like in all areas of life, good, bad, and ugly. She does not hide her emotions from God. So it positions her to be in a position of sonship. She's very secure in her identity. She's very secure in telling people what they did that she liked and what she didn't like. And she don't feel no type of way about it. She respects people. She's honest with God. If you see her, you would think that, oh my goodness, maybe somebody from the outside be like, 
this girl, she's kind of, she kind of, she kind of ratchet, you know what I'm saying? She kind of this, she kind of that, but baby, she is secure in her identity and she is secure in her relationship with God. She's secure in her identity with God and she knows it. She does not feel any shame for expressing her emotions and sharing what is on her mind and sharing what's on her heart and showing those emotions and being honest about them instead of trying to do things like what I would do. I'd be like, oh, I'm feeling this way, but I know that, you know, this and that, and I know that's not true, but this, how, whatever. And I would, basically, I would try to make, I would state my emotion and just be like, but I know that that's probably not the case, blah, blah, blah. And it may not be the case, but let me not pretend like I don't feel this way. You feels me? So the first way in which you can really develop that relationship with God in a deeper way within your heart is sharing your emotions, complete vulnerability. Like I think about it now, I'm like, if I, like if nobody else I can tell this to, God, I have to be the one to tell you. I even had a situation recently where... Something happened with somebody close to me and their actions, what I perceived their actions to be, it hurt me. It made me feel some type of way. And I was like, I could be right in what I'm saying or I could be wrong, but Lord, this is why I'm this is what I'm feeling. And this is just, you know, where I'm at right now. I don't know the right way of thinking about this. I don't know if I'm wrong, but this is where I'm at. This is what I'm feeling. These are the emotions that I'm that are coming to me. So I'm going to give it to you and you let me know what the real deal is. Help me to see it in the way that you see it. So I don't feel some type of way, but I'm going to just be honest. I'm going to be real honest with you. This is how I'm feeling. And then, you know, I got more clarity on the situation later and the way that I thought was actually completely wrong, but not being afraid to at least share my emotions with God and tell him what was literally already on my heart. Like he saw it. He knows it was there. It's just a matter of me confessing it. He was able to help me see things in a clear way. Because think about it. You hold up all those emotions. You hold up all that anger or frustration that why didn't this happen? How did these people hurt me? God, why did you allow this? And you don't express it out and you're covering it up with you know, but I read my Bible twice a day and I do this and I do that. But there's like offenses in your heart against man and against God. So it's better, you know, and I'm learning to just be able to be vulnerable with the Lord and let him empower you so you can be vulnerable and have communication with the people that you love and that are around you. So we don't hold on to offenses. A second way that you can build a deep, intimate relationship with God is to actively displace an orphan mindset. So what that looks like for me is taking God out of his word and walking as if what he said about me is true. So replacing me with you, taking God at his word and walking as if what he said about you is true. And I have been speaking about this literally for weeks. If you've been listening to my podcast, I've been talking a lot about identity. So this concept of displacing the orphan spirit or the orphan mindset. And when you think of an orphan, an orphan believes it has no home. Nobody loves them. They have to defend themselves. They have to scrap for things because nothing is given to them freely. All of this stuff, right? 
But according to scripture, we've been adopted and we have a guaranteed inheritance. We can call God our father. And that's a very simple way of looking at it, what I just explained. But it's really deep. Even me that I've been walking with the Lord for so long, I did not realize how much of an orphan mindset I had. And it seems that all of us really have this until we come to the realization that we are sons and daughters. And from the way I'm looking at it, a lot of us still, even if we are walking with the Lord for a long period of time, have not come to the understanding of what it means to be a son or a daughter of God. Certain things that you can see in an orphan spirit is fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, looking for approval and affirmations from man, sabotaging relationships with people in subtle ways out of hurt. And then for the leaders, looking for affirmation from people. And then when we don't get it, we become bitter towards those we're supposed to be leading or who is leading us. Ooh, this this one is a big one. I mean, I've been reading the book and I'm, I'm going to keep saying this book for God knows how long, Slavery to Sonship by Jack Frost. And it has been just teaching me a lot about where all these things start, but then really learning how to experience the father's love. And I even got his next book or another book of his experiencing father's embrace. So I'm excited to start that. So I'm learning to take ownership of my identity. I didn't realize how much of an attack the enemy attacks us and me on identity, especially those who are leaders. I believe a lot of you that are listening, you are meant to be leaders and do great things for the kingdom, especially through your business, your gifts, your skills, maybe even your education, whatever it may be. But the one thing that the enemy comes for seriously is identity. And it robs you when he attacks the identity and we don't know. This is more than just us reading the word and being like, okay, we're going to defend this. But like literally taking ownership of our identity as sons first, believing what the word says and getting or catching a revelation of what the word is saying. And I believe the book that I'm reading has helped me catch more of a revelation because I look at scripture differently now. I don't look at scripture as I did before, but I'm really, I believe the Lord is really working on me in understanding sonship. Because the truth is, especially because a lot of us who are here, we're leaders. I'm seeing that a lot of us are anointed but we won't receive our full inheritance due to our heart position. So the orphan mindset or the orphan spirit really attacks our heart position. We're not going to receive things because God said no, or he doesn't want to give it to us, but we will literally destroy the blessing if we receive it before our due time. If our hearts are not in the right place, if our identity, we don't understand our identity in Christ, we don't understand our sonship, if we're still fearing rejection and we still need affirmation from people, 
We're still bitter when people don't congratulate us. We're still jealous. Like all of these different heart conditions that come from an orphan mindset, that is how we throw away our inheritance or we delay our inheritance. And everybody is walking in their own walk. So you may not catch a revelation of this until later. And that doesn't mean you're late to the party, but it just means that's the path that you're on and you're just learning as you're going. So don't feel if you're struggling with these things, because I mean, I put out a podcast talking about how I struggle with self-rejection and I'm at this big age of my, my, my life. So don't feel bad that Oh, am I late? Am I missing it? Because that's also another trick of the enemy to make you feel like you're, you have to keep running, running, running and striving to make it to a certain point when honestly you're on your journey. But now that you've heard this, be aware that God is not saying you won't receive what you're going to get, what he's promised you. But if your mindset and your, and your heart position is not rooted in sonship, you're either going to delay it or completely throw it away. And this is important for the leaders, especially those who are going to be leading people that are going to be having businesses where you're influencing people. You're going to have podcasts where you're speaking over people. Your heart position has to be in the right place because if you still have that orphan mindset, your heart position would cause you or us to control, manipulate, dishonor, rebel against people. And again, that's the reason why we would be delayed. And God doesn't want to give us something and then we just destroy it because we're struggling with dishonor. We're struggling with rebellion. We're struggling with all of these things. And the crazy thing is we can be doing all the right things. We could be praying, worshiping, fasting, serving, and still have an orphan spirit, still have an orphan type of mindset and destroy people and places we are called to serve, love, and honor. It is such a deep-rooted thing that is in our hearts and in our minds that we literally have to work on displacing every day. Like I remember the scripture that take captive of every thought that comes against like the knowledge of God or the word of God. And it's true, like I'm having to do this continuously every day. This feeling of, oh, I, you know, did I do my quiet time right? Did I do this? Did I do that? And allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to me and tell me how much that he loves me, how much I'm his daughter, how much, like not coming from a place of, I'm just such a sinner. I'm just this and that. And I must put myself through the wire and, you know, receive from the Holy Spirit. I must do more work. God has me learning how to be at a place of rest and resting in him because I'm his daughter and I can. So it's a privilege of mine that I don't have to worry about certain things that people in the world worry about because I'm a daughter, because I'm rooted in my father. Again, you could be doing all the right things. You could be praying, you could be reading your word every day, you could be fasting, you could be serving in five, six different ministries at church, you could be tithing and still have an orphan mindset. So I would encourage you to look further into really knowing what your identity is in Christ is and what does sonship look like. Again, I'm gonna push the book, Slavery to Sonship by Jack Frost. It will be in the show notes. This has been really helpful for me to really taking hold of my identity in Christ and just being okay walking on that journey 
and not feeling frustrated that oh I haven't feeling like oh I haven't arrived and I still have more work to do but literally just taking the day as it comes and receiving the knowledge or the wisdom or like my friend says the raven for today like what does he want me to do today what does he want me to receive today how can I know that I am loved by my father today so the third way that you can build intimacy with God in a non-religious way is to is to invest in resources that can facilitate healing. I realize as human beings we have a choice. We can choose to get the help we need or manage our normalized dysfunction. We live in a very fallen and broken world, so there's going to be dysfunction. There's going to be things that have hurt us. I don't care how saved you are, I don't care if you've gone through deliverance. I don't care if you've lived in such a great home and it seemed like nothing is wrong. Everybody has things that we need to heal from and grow from. And I realize that we have to commit to the journey to healing. It is a choice that we have. I can even go back to when, you know, I got, I was speaking about the deliverance process that I went through and I realized that yes, even if I've been set free spiritually, I have to adopt new mindsets and I have to adopt new patterns of thinking and doing so I can actually walk out my freedom. Because if I still, if I'm delivered, but I still keep the same thoughts, the same actions, the same mental whatever ideas that I had prior then that gives an open door for the enemy to come back. And that's how a lot of us get into cycles and continuously keep going, going. We're like, oh, but we've received prayer for this. Oh, but we've, you know, I've, I've, I've healed from this many times. I don't know why I'm back in the same position. Some of it is not always spiritual. A lot of it is just literally wisdom and something that you can, or things that you can do physically. So here are some resources that you can look into to help you facilitate healing with the Lord. So going to therapy, discovering areas that still need to be healed. And therapy has been very interesting for me. I really feel like it's popping off now a little bit more and really exposing certain areas in my life that I can heal from that really I can bring back to God and allow him to help me heal. Therapist asks you certain questions. It makes you think and ponder and, you know, all this deep work that may be on your own you may not have known to do so therapy is really great joining a community of friends or people that can really support you so maybe it's a group that you go to or maybe you have friends that are really supportive and that are encouraging you through your process of healing and then reading books is also a really great one so reading books is a great option But ultimately, it's about investing into whatever you need in order for you to heal properly and that you can move forward and expose the areas that have been hurting you, that may have been hindering you, and create a plan, a strategy through these resources to be able to move forward. So you ultimately want to submit to the process of healing and seek the resources to help you. I realize that healing is a forever going process. There seems to always be something that I'm like, oh my God, why am I feeling this way? Why does this bother me all the time? I had to tell God last week, I said, okay, like we're gonna have to chill with the feelings. I literally, I can't. 
I've been not feeling for like 20 something years and now all of a sudden I'm feeling we're going to just put a pause on that. But submitting to the process of healing, like you're going to be healing. Healing is going to be ongoing. There's always going to be something that hurt you or there's you're going to uncover things that have happened to you, maybe in the past or even present and maybe how they're how they've affected in you in different areas and different layers in your life. So you're using these resources and really it's a commitment to help submit yourself to this process of healing. And I want you to remember that we all have brokenness. Again, no matter how saved and sanctified you are, we live in a world that causes pain. We hurt people, people hurt us, and that is the way of the world. So in order for us to be able to walk on this earth and lead the way that we're supposed to, love the way that we're supposed to, nourish people the way that we're supposed to, we need to invest into healing. And then another point I wanted to make was spiritual bypassing won't cut it. And I mentioned this before, even though I got deliverance and I'm spiritually free, I still need my mind to change. I need active ways to renew my mind so I don't fall back into how I used to be and allow that to be an open door or just fall into bad habits. So spiritual bypassing would be like, oh, but I've already been set free of poverty. But the way that you're spending your money and the way that you give and all those different things haven't changed. So you're interested in building that intimacy with God in a non-religious way. Again, three ways in which you can do this is sharing all your emotions, having complete vulnerability with the Lord and being vulnerable with people actively displacing an orphan mindset. So taking God at his word and walking as if what he said about you is true and then investing in resources that can facilitate healing. So these are three ways that you can start developing a greater sense of intimacy with the Lord along with you reading your word and you know doing praise and worship or all the things that we can do to help us remind us of who God is. And these are just ways that we can actively walk out that knowledge of who he is in our daily lives. So I want you to take this actionable step after you listen to this podcast. I want you to identify one of these areas that you can improve in. So maybe that means you need to have some hard conversations Maybe in the next week, you need to have a conversation with someone that offended you. Or maybe you need to have like a real good session with the Lord and be like, look, let me not lie to you no more. This is what's happening. Okay. Or maybe it's a time for you to get into therapy. Maybe this is your sign now that you need to sign up because you want to commit to your healing. So let me know what you decide to do, what area in your life. What area out of the three mentioned on this podcast are you going to take action on literally this week? And tell me what action you took within this week. So if you sign up for therapy or maybe you got a book or anything, I would love to hear it. You can send it to me on Instagram at Damiash. Send it to me in a DM or even send me a voice note. I will link that link inside the show notes so you can literally send that voice note to me 
and I can share it on the next podcast. I would love to hear it and I'm sure the rest of the community would love to hear it too because it would really encourage others to start taking more bold steps and build that intimacy with the Lord in a new way. So again, I would love to hear your response on this and I'm sure that others would also benefit from what you have to say as well. And then this is going to be the last episode for the year. So the next time that I speak to you, it's going to be 2021. So for the next two weeks, I won't be posting any new episodes for the year. And yeah, to just take a break and have some rest. But we're going to be better than ever back in January of 2021. And if you're interested in learning about podcasting, you can get my training on how to create a podcast. So for those of you who are interested in learning how to start, you want to know, you know, how in the world do you even start? Where do you start? Well, I have a free training that is available, full length training that you can watch and it is free. So all you have to do is just register to get that training and it will be in your inbox and you can get a head start on learning how to start a podcast. All right. Well, I will speak to you in the new year. Catch you on the flippity flip. Bye.